With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. Hey guys, it's Wednesday, October 30th. This week on the podcast, my friend, my man, Coldy, joins me to discuss crypto art and a number of other topics. Coley definitely has a footprint in the crypto art space. He's also involved in the community for crypto voxels. You'll see him around there. And he's also got an interesting take on the market. So we have a great conversation in general, and I think you guys would really like it. As always, be sure to subscribe if you haven't already and share this episode with someone that you think would like to learn about crypto, crypto art, blockchain. All right, guys, enjoy. This is the Block Hash Podcast. So, how you doing? Doing pretty well. How are you doing? Good, good. So, for, for the audience, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, background a little bit, um, just so they can get familiar with you. Uh, my name is uh, Coldy. I'm a commercial artist as well as a fine artist. I started off, I got my... I got a degree in fine art and from there started working as a graphic designer for um, a couple different um, companies. I worked for Ikea as their in-house designer, which was super fun. And then after that, I got a, I guess this is kind of a dream job. I worked for LA Weekly, which is a big um, alternative newspaper in uh, Los Angeles. And I got to design all their covers and do some That's really cool. um, experimental stuff. It was a great job. I didn't know what I had. I was super young, but I had a great time. Yeah. When did you do that? Uh, that was um, in 2006. Okay. That was, so that, okay. That was a while ago then. <laughs> yeah. That was like fresh out of when I didn't even know what the hell I was doing, which I think was kind of the beautiful side of it was like, I came out of school where there was no rules. And somehow right. I landed a job that also didn't have a lot of rules. So I just kind of hopped in there and just experimented. And, uh, you know, you, you learn to work quickly at a, uh, a weekly newspaper because things, you know, every week there's a new cover, there's new layouts. So you learn to iterate quickly and um, self-edit. And I think those are a lot of skills that um, I've been holding on to ever since. Yeah, I can imagine. Were you in like journalism or like what, what was your like your backgrounds that like led you into wanting to do that? Uh, my background, it, it was purely design that got me. I was like their staff graphic designer. Okay. So I, gotcha. would, I would work with the design, but actually in the process of working there, I started um, getting, I would do concert reviews where I'd get concert tickets and go check out my favorite bands and, you know, get, get to do a write up on it. So mm -hmm. that was a little bit of like out of my comfort zone creativity, which I really love doing that type of stuff too. Yeah, that sounds cool. What, what did you do um, after that? Like what followed up afterwards? Um, actually, really funny. Um, it, it's come full circle. So I was at LA Weekly and I was approached by a uh, virtual world startup. They had really good backing in, in the music industry and it, you know, it was looking like it had some potential. So I you know, took the leap and I went over there mm -hmm. and that literally was right before the economy crashed. Mm -hmm. So it was great until it wasn't. So after, <laughs> can imagine. after that, happened, what was it I called? Just, um, uh, it was called music mogul and it was music in its, mogul. you know, funding phases and it was, you know, getting traction, but, you know, looking back is, it, it was still ahead of its time, a little bit too early. Sure. But it got me into that, seeing the world virtually. Mm -hmm. So as soon as Voxel came around, I was just, I was all about it. I knew, I knew what it was about. Yeah. I, so you're probably pretty familiar with every, with everything when it comes to crypto voxels then when, since you kind of have that background a little bit. At least I saw where it could go. You know, it, it was, it's, whenever you look at these startups, you know, you don't know what the, what the plan is, but I knew some potentials and the, the way I was interacting with it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, just how easy it was to just start building and, and 
being a part of it was so fascinating to me that um, I've had so much fun. It's great. Yeah. That's one of the things I like about crypto voxels so much is the whole community behind it. I've been, I've known about it for geez, almost a year, but like early spring, like is when I start like really engaging with the community and everything and with the developer and then um, got to watch it grow like exponentially, like over a three, four month period of time. Um, but no, the community is awesome too. And it's really addicting. And, um, I'm, I'm sure you recognize that too. Yeah. I mean, the addicting factor is, you know, pretty obvious. I, I love, I just love experimenting. So every plot I get, it's kind of its own incubator. Mm -hmm. And I try not to replicate the experiment because then it, it gets kind of redundant, but you know, I, I picked up, let's see, I actually, um, Milo um, loaned me one of his plots mm -hmm. and that hooked me in. I understood how to start building. And after I built my own space with my own crypto art, I started doing different stuff where then I built a gallery for art I was collecting. So I started to like figure out how curating a collection would work. Just recently, um, I started doing another one where it's a, it's, I, I'm calling it an artist co-op mm -hmm. where I took a plot and I divided it into 12 different um, shipping containers. Okay. So it's kind of got this industrial look and I'm going to have artists in each of those containers so people can kind of walk around like a mall and get a quick dose of a bunch of different art. Yeah, that's interesting. What neighborhood is that in? And that's up in Maudville. Okay. That's one of the new ones, huh? Yeah. Okay. Like, so that's just another thing that, you know, who knows what, what will come from it, but you know, it's, I knew what it, the importance of someone loaning me some land to get my feet wet. So it's kind of like an onboarding zone as well, where people will get in there and if they like it, then they're opened up to, you know, get their own space and, and build out. Yeah, totally. And that, that's awesome. It's actually a really good idea too. I've had a bunch of parcels for a while. I mean, after a period of time, you kind of run out of things to build and things to do. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've, I've been trying to grab as many as possible just because they're so relatively cheap and with the market down and everything, um, it's, it's a steal to me. Yeah, it's a, it's a low right. risk. I mean, worst case is it doesn't, you know, the investment doesn't pay off, but like the fun I'm having is like paying off for any of that like risk. I'm just having a right. blast. So I might as well do that than like go to an extra concert or eat out a couple times. It pays itself off pretty quick. Yeah, I'm I'm totally banking on crypto voxels becoming a completely unique like social platform because after spending time talking to to Ben, uh, the developer about um, everything he's doing and how he's full time with this now and how he's getting interns and um, his passion for it and his, his backstory and whatnot. He seems like he really wants to go all the way with this. Um, and I think for a lot of us that have been around for a while, we kind of see his vision and we see where it's going in like next couple of years, even at the end of this year, um, having all the parcels out there for the first time, at like 3000 or whatever it is. Um, and then completely filling it out. That, that's a point where he does actually doesn't know where to go from there. It, it'd just be like, like developmental stuff and trying to like fix bugs and whatnot. So there's some like value to those parcels, especially if it gains more traction and there's more foot traffic. And um, with, since we're kind of like on the advent of VR and everything, I just can't imagine something like crypto voxels not getting a lot of attention over the next like three, four five years. Yeah, I agree. I think there's going to be a, a couple different, um, you know, there's already a couple, Decentraland and uh, Somnium. I don't know how to say that correctly. Yeah, Somnium there's, Space. Um, yeah, so there's there's a couple of those that are popping up, and I, I feel like they all have their own um, possible use case. Mm -hmm. I really see Vogel as being like, um, you know, I'm from L.A. art scene, so I'm used to like the underground you know, graffiti guys, the, right. you know, the shepherd fairies, the guys who are like a little bit under, um, underground. Mm -hmm. And I see there being a certain draw for different types of people. I like it's perfect for artists. Um, you don't need to have some intense coding, you know, no, um, like unity knowledge to 3d model. 
you don't, you know, the, the barrier of entry is very low. Right. And I think that alone is, it's a first mover for the, for the common person, which I think is huge. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, next four or five years are going to be really interesting to see. Cause we, we got the new Oculus quest that just came out this um, past spring and um, that's driving tons and tons of attention. It's incredible too. Um, when I, when I put on that headset for the first time, like a month ago, cause I finally could get my hands on one. I was surprised that you could actually see through the headset. Like the sensors are like built on the headset and it allows you to like move in like, um, three degrees freedom or whatever it is, six degrees of freedom, um, up, down, left, right, back and forth. Um, just like the rift, just without the cords. But I didn't know that it, it like mapped out your environment. So like when I put it on, I was like, okay, well, how am I supposed to draw or like, like get the, like the area that I can like play in, you know? And then all of a sudden it just, it put an entire picture of my room up. I was just, it freaked me, oh, freaked me the hell out. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know if you've tried quest or not yet, but like, no, I'm actually just about to buy it. I have the, the link on my screen that I'm looking at. Like I literally <laughs> had my headset on. I was walking around my house and I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> um, wow. The, the technology is, it's definitely here. And I think when more people start realizing that they're going to jump into VR, they're going to spend more time in VR and event. And what does that lead to? They're going to have more places that they need to go to outside of just Facebook's platforms. Right. So yeah. for me, it's like, okay, well, CryptoVoxels is a, is a good alternative, alternative place they could go outside of like VR chat and alt space and whatnot, which are cool. But I mean, who wasn't, who wouldn't want to walk around in CryptoVoxels and VR? I mean, it's, it's kind of stunning oh, when yeah. you look at it sometimes. Yeah. I got to do a, just a really brief, uh, I think it was, it must've been the rift. It was at the, um, the Bitcoin uh, San Francisco conference. Mm -hmm. And I got to throw on the headset and look at my own gallery. And it was kind of like, honey, I shrunk the kids where I was used to like designing and playing with it on my desktop. But then I was like inside of like, I zoomed into the screen. Mm -hmm. It really wonka. I don't know what, but it was like some crazy and messed with my head for a while. Yeah. It's um, crazy. That's my own. That's my only concern personally is, you know, one more thing that I'm going to get sucked into. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's just reality though. I mean, we're all sucked into it our is. phones now. I mean, eventually we won't have our phones. We'll just, everything we'll, we'll be wearing everything. It'll just, there'll be like VR, mm -hmm. AR or whatnot. I, I think it's just a change that we'll have to get used to in time. I'm, I'm fully supportive of it. It's fine. I mean, and also it's, it's just a whole new, like, honestly, all I want to do is make art all day long. And I don't get to do that all day mm -hmm. long. So if there's a new way that I can, you know, flex my creative brain, I'm all about hopping into VR and, and trying to figure stuff out in there. Yeah. That's, that's the most exciting thing to me. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of opportunities for art and VR. But yeah, let's talk about that more. Because I know that you, you do a lot of art and everything. Um, and I've seen some interesting, crazy pieces too, like walking around in crypto voxels when I go buy your parcels. So yeah, tell me a little bit more about that. Like, what, what do you have that you released or recently or um, what kind of style do you like? I'm like generally curious. Yeah. Um, I started off, God, it must've been a little over a year ago with um, this decentralized portrait series where I started doing these um, decentralized portraits. So I took 10 different pictures of say for the first one was Vitalik. So I took 10 pictures of Vitalik and clipped an ear, a nose, a face, a forehead, all the different pieces off of different pictures. Then I reassembled them into a new portrait. And um, my specialty is with stereoscopics, mm -hmm. which is like uh, three dimensions and um, depth. So I started combining those into 3D. And it was just totally fun to me. I'd, I've never done a, I'd never done a portrait before. And it was that out of the comfort zone, fresh thing. And it's, I'm still doing them today. And they're just so much fun. There's no rules. And the more experimenting I do, I come up with new ways to animate the, the artworks and just keep pushing my own um, skill sets. So it's, it's, 
it's really interesting if you look at the first ones compared to the ones I'm doing now. There's there's definitely a, an evolution lineage, which I think in the long term, um, you know, if someone's collecting this type of stuff, it'll it'll they'll be able to tell um, what was earlier and what was later, and it's up to them, you know, which what they like more. But it's it's fun for me to to take a step back and see where I where I've come from and where I'm going. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. And you definitely have a unique style with like taking those pieces and like putting them all together, like the Vitalik one. I've definitely seen that one around and I've seen it a lot on Twitter too. It's definitely interesting. Um, is is that one of your, your newest ones? Um, the Vitalik. So the way I've been doing the digital ones, they're all for the most part uh, like one of ones on Super Rare. Mm-hmm. So I've done Vitalik. I've done the most of, so I, I do, I see Vitalik. It's up to like, I think I've done six of them. And this is part of the experiment of when does a one of one, my personal opinion is the more you see of an image and a series, the more, um, the more it shows it's successful as long as people are buying it. So I'm, I'm testing that with Vitalik. So I was originally going to like maybe only do one or two, but I just kept coming up with these just interesting pieces of art. And I was like, well, why not release it? It's a piece of art. You know I, I'm just going to make it. So the Vitalik one started off very, my very first one was tokenized on rare art labs and their ERC 20 tokens. Mm-hmm. So I released, a. Um, an anaglyph which is a red and blue 3d glasses of that one Uh and that was the very first like foray into the series and then since then i went to like an animated gif that kind of wiggled back and forth to start doing some motion Mm -hmm. and then my newest ones is spacing out the layers and kind of orbiting around it to give even like more hyper motion and kind of some surrealism in there Mm -hmm. so each one is like they all stand on their own like they're all unique pieces i i definitely don't put out two that are kind of the same to honor the one of one but each one is its own beast and i've done um i've also done a a few um andreas antonopoulos a couple's um dorian nakamoto's um, some John McAfee. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to pick people who are also polarizing in the space. You know, McAfee he's like a celebrity, yeah. Is yeah, he's a celebrity, and and I and I think those are the people who will have a footnote in the in the history of crypto. You know, they, they did something. They didn't invent Ethereum, but they were huge. Like he was the ICO hype guy. Like eat your junk at a million bucks guy. Yep. You know, like that's. That's something. So I, I it, that's the hard part is picking, it, picking the guys too. It's actually a really hard process. I know well, McAfee. I mean, he's huge in the crypto world. I mean, he's incredibly polarizing. Yeah. He was, he was more of the easier, I wouldn't call him a villain, but like when I look at people, like there's philanthropic people, there's inventors, and then there's like the bad mm-hmm. guy. And it's hard to pick a guy who's like kind of on the edge because you're kind of giving them power when you make a piece of art about them. Yeah. So I think, I think very hard about people before I, I make pictures. There's plenty of people who run projects that I could make one. I could make a Justin Sun right now, but I'd hate myself <laughs> for like giving him any power. Don't you not like Justin you know? Sun? So, oh, I'm sorry. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I don't have opinion either way. I'm just curious. He's it's, it's oh. interesting. Um, no, I mean, I, I don't know if you, invest in Tron or use, use the Tron network or, or anything like that. Um, I, I, I shouldn't be so graph. I don't hate the guy. I just, uh, no. <laughs> I came up a little. No, hard. Hey, I mean, it's, you're entitled to your opinion. I, I, I don't really yeah, care yeah. either way either, but I mean, I, I do find him very interesting for sure. For a number of reasons. He's a master marketer, which I really do. Like I really applaud him. Like the, uh, the announcement of an announcement, like, kind of blew my mind like he really handled that and and it worked out yeah he's a great marketer for sure i mean he i mean tron is basically a huge rip off of ethereum and they completely copied it and then like put their own spin on it like i totally like get that whole vibe 
But I mean, at the same time, he's incredibly good at marketing and he's a smart kid. So it's like, I, I kind of don't like the project, but at the same time, I kind of respect him a little bit. It, it's weird. It's interesting. He, he's fun to follow though. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, there's, that's the thing is when I, when I, when someone pops into my head, I have to think about, first of all, do I want to look at this person's face for the next 30 hours of artwork? If, 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 if I want them to be in the series. So, you know, I'm, I'm actually like, maybe like Caitlin Long, some of these people like mm-hmm. from Wyoming, like these people who are just like trying to like help the system. Right. Like, you know, it's, so anyways, it, it, it's an interesting, you know, who project. you should do is you should do one for Charles Hoskinson. Yeah. He's on, he's on that maybe list. Yeah. He, he's, he's, not, he's an interesting I'm guy sure. for sure. His beard would be interesting to like clip apart. I could. Oh my I could gosh! Yeah, do some crazy. Yeah, you could do a lot with his beard. <laughs> he he is he is like the funniest like attitude and demeanor like on on Twitter too, because uh, he gets so fired up when guys like Justin Sun or Dan Larimer start like marketing EOS or Tron, and he has such a strong opinion about it. It's it's almost kind of comical in a lot of ways. But yeah, he's a cool guy too. I mean, he's doing a lot for the space. He'd be an interesting person to do like an art piece for. Like, definitely mess with his Harry Potter glasses and his beard and everything. And <laughs> yeah, I know the, the caricatures can happen pretty quick with this. When I when I made the Vitalik, it it kind of like uh, felt mm-hmm. like Mad Magazine. And you know, if you looked at Vitalik, you wouldn't get that impression. But as soon as I started like oversizing his his ear or whatever it was like these, it just became a like caricature of himself. So it's, there's a fine line. Cause I don't want the, him to look at it and be like, I fucking hate that. You know, I, I wanted to have a little bit of, you know, it's right. It's still respectful. No, it's art. I mean, I'm sure he would, I'm sure if he's, if he has seen it, he probably finds it humorous. I mean, he's, he's the one on stage, like yeah. singing with like unicorns in the background and like weird shit. So I'm, I'm sure he wouldn't find it offensive. <laughs> yeah. Who, who knows? I don't know. I, I think once you're in the public spotlight, I think that's just part of the ride you're on is you're, you're just part of culture and art is a riff of culture. It is in a lot of ways. Who, who do you want to do next? You, you know, as we're doing this, I'm like thinking about who I want to do next. And I the, actually, one of them I thought would be fun would be like the Winklevoss twins. Yeah, that would be a good you know, one. Do, do a duo, right? And then, mm-hmm. but they're like identical twins, so I could actually clip probably, or I have to find the nuances of whose ear is different. You know, I'd have to do a little research. Well, they're twins; they could uh, be the same person. You just draw one Winklevoss. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then maybe make little changes on it. I mean, but I mean, it'd be kind of funny to have just say the Winklevoss twins or the Winklevi, and then have like one Winklevi because they're basically the same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I actually think just for the fun of it, they're high up on the list. But we'll we'll see. I'm doing lots of different things. I kind of like going waves. Yeah, I, there's a lot of people you can think of too. The uh, yeah, I mean, I there's 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 plenty plenty of folks. I mean, yeah, but I think the Winkle the Winkle Vi could be a, a good option because at the same time, also you know we're also in this as our own marketers for the movement. You know, this is this is for me to have fun making art, mm-hmm. but also a huge conversation starter. Oh, absolutely. And as soon as you get, you know, I, I would love to get like an, um, an investment banker who happens to know that the Winklevoss guys, I could teach him about crypto just at an art show. And I think that's a, a huge power to kind of making crypto and art and getting it out to the traditional um, art markets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, yeah. So, we'll, Have we'll you see. interacted with any of the other artists on crypto voxels? Cause I know there's a lot of them. Oh yeah. There's, well, there's a bunch. It's kind of different. There's some overlap. I know most everybody on super rare and I would say some majority of those are on voxels, mm-hmm. but then there are people like joy portal yeah. or the joy, the joy guy. Oh my God. I'm, I'm in love with, yeah that, i think that's uh, i think devil does that one i'm i go by usernames because everyone uses a username on discord no one <laughs> really really yeah. often goes by their 
their actual name. So <laughs> I don't remember. What name I actually just got in touch with Joy like today or something on Twitter. It was like one of these elusive people. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. cool. I think he, he was playing with his um, Oculus Quest and did a cool little. He's video got a lot of talent. He really does. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Like, He's legit. He had a couple uh, parcels in um, in Frankfurt, and he did like this entire like cheese wizard's castle. It was absolutely ridiculous. Yep, I've been to that. Yep, those those blow my mind. Yeah, he's he's definitely got some skill, but I mean, I've, yeah. I've talked to a lot of these artists, and I've talked to them like sometimes on a daily basis. I've had a number of them on the podcast too. They're absolutely fantastic, um, and usually the conclusion we always come to is that um, with with the art they're doing with crypto art, it it's really a driver for attention for a lot of people because I mean it's content. You can put it on social media. You can take it to a conference um you can give it to somebody someone can buy it from you you can put it on OpenSea as an nft and it, it's when people ask about it, it sparks conversation i mean art can carry a story and 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 tell a lot about um, whatever the agenda is in this case crypto and I, I think for a lot of these artists they see the opportunity to help educate the general public through art and it's an interesting way of going about it too yeah, I agree. It's it's really the wild west. There's so many avenues depending on what type of art you're making. You can literally just you can just innovate, and we're it, it's still so far ahead of the curve of like ninety nine point nine percent of other artists. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell all my artist friends. I tell them all about what I'm doing and not pushing, just just planting seeds and educating and just sharing. And it literally goes over everyone's head and they, they kind of tune me out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm just telling you like some new tech and they just, it's just too much. So it's, it's very early on for anybody who's taking chances and, and experimenting. I think it's, it's a win-win. Yeah. It, it's cool though. Right. I mean, because I know like the art industry in general, it kind of gets a little snooty. It kind of gets a little boring, like, what are we making art for? Like, unless there's like mm-hmm. a movement or there's like something happening in the world, you don't really pay attention to art. Not like you used to. It's, but in like crypto, it's cool though. Like when you, you see art popping up all over the place because there's just, there's so much culture that has come out of um, the entire crypto industry in the, in the last 10 years. And there's a lot to piggyback off of. And I, it just feels like it's the cool thing to do, like and for artists at least. And I just see more of them like every single day. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, I think we, since I started and I'm by no means like the OG, like crypto graffiti or anybody, but mm-hmm. since I've been in here for, you know, a year, year and a half, I've seen a huge uptick in just general artists. Like there's kind of a difference in my mind. There's a person who makes art about crypto and then there's a person who uses crypto to interact with their art or like it's digitized on the blockchain, but it doesn't right. reference the movement. So there's mm-hmm. a couple different camps that are kind of interweaving. But right. in the last six months or so, there's just been so many digital painters and just collage artists who are coming in. And I can just tell the excitement from them that, you know, all of us, there's a gazillion artists out there and it's so very difficult to sell a piece of art, even for like too cheap. It's mm-hmm. very hard for them to pay for art, but here you can, as long as it's good, I mean, there's active buyers and you might make 50 or a hundred bucks. Yeah. And that, that's really hard to do. Like even if you're busking or at an art fair, oh, you, yeah. gotta, you gotta work real hard for that. They're, they're flying off open sea right now. Like, like it, there's just so many easy avenues to create digital art and then list it as like an NFT. And then, I mean, for an artist, that's like a dream being able mm-hmm. to have like an art piece that you make and then guarantee that you're not only going to get paid a hundred percent for it, but at the same time that there's like a history of ownership that always links back to you permanently on the blockchain, like stuff like that's completely invaluable. And then, yeah. and the secondary, like secondary sales. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the secondary like, sales are ridiculous too. The secondary sales is the the total game changer. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's a guy. You know, like even the, the big wigs, they'll cash in once, 
they might make 20k off of a painting and they're happy mm-hmm. but when that thing sells for five mil in 20 years they don't get any of that right you do you, so do you know josie yeah yeah so i i have one of her nfts and then it, it's it's cool because like if i decided to like sell her nft um there's a fee that goes directly to her and then if someone mm-hmm. bought it from me and they decide they want to sell it um they would also have to pay a fee to her as well it, it's it's cool how you can do that with the blockchain because and then as an artist you're not like it's not like a one thing like a one-time deal and then you're not getting screwed over and then again like the whole history behind it too so it's like i and in, in, in general i like nfts i think nfts are an awesome solution yeah i do too and, and i and i still think we're really early in the nft world because even since i've been in it it went from ERC twenties to ERC twenty one or ERC seven seven twenty ones. Yeah, the seven twenty ones have blown up in the last year, though. Yeah, yeah, but I but even there still needs to be upgrades to those. Mm-hmm. Like this, it's still not finalized. You know, like all the the image data isn't directly on the token, right? There's there's still things can improve. Like by all means, like there's nothing wrong with the seven twenty one. Right. But as technology improves we're going to be able to store more data on, on the tokens themselves. And I think those are just exciting things. I don't know how to do it, but when someone does it, I'll, I'll be so happy to use it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, there's so many issues though with like Ethereum right now. Like if I wanted to buy an NFT and if it's like an expensive NFT, I, my gas fees might be high depending on if OpenSea is like really mm. busy that day which kind of sucks because I don't want to shill out a decent amount of money for an NFT that I think has future value and then have to pay this giant fee for it too on the side on top of the open C fee and then the creator fee. And then, so there's, there's some, some downfalls to that a little bit. Like Ethereum needs to like hurry up and get to Ethereum 2.0 or there needs to be another or another blockchain that uh, more quickly solves that issue or at least gives you an option. Because like mm-hmm. gas fees have definitely been an issue lately. Yeah, I I totally agree, and, and and that's the thing where these other blockchains, who knows? I mean, right now we're banking on Ethereum, but the, you know EOS has um, I think somewhat of a thriving art market. There's there's other chains that are are trying to solve these same issues, and I don't know. Time will tell, but at, at the same time, you know, people like like us who are creating, it's just I don't have. I hate to say I don't have time, but I just need to create and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm along for the wave just like everyone else. So yeah, time, time will definitely tell. I mean, uh, the, the problem is most people don't, aren't aware of what you can do on these other blockchains. And if you're using EOS, Tron, Cardano in the future or, or whatever it may be, and you're putting your art up there or through a, through a dApp, you're putting up your art, your audience might be significantly smaller than Ethereum because people know about Ethereum and Ethereum is the cool kid on the block. Everyone wants to yeah. build on Ethereum, interact on Ethereum, hold Ethereum. It's just easier and the, the audience is way, way bigger. So, which kind of sucks because Ethereum's got so many issues it's got to f- figure out. So, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a little, it's, it's a pickle for sure. I mean, that's why we're here. We're early adopters. And part of that is, is taking chances and, you know, things will shake out. I, I don't think, I mean, I, I don't think Ethereum's going anywhere. I think, you know, their focus might have to shift if it's based on scaling, but I, in terms of anything besides Bitcoin, I feel most comfortable with, with Ethereum right now. Yeah. I mean, I hold a lot of Ethereum too. And I, the project's been around for so long, so I'm. It's not something I really worry about. I, I just wish that when you build a blockchain that's supposed to come to consensus, it'd be nice if they actually came to consensus <laughs> on some decisions mm-hmm. um, and to actually make the platform work better. But I mean, it, it's just going to take time. I mean, it, it's that's the the headache of being an early adopter. You see the opportunity, you get in early, and then you you have to deal with all the the bugs and the hiccups and and whatnot. Yeah, but it's fascinating. There's so many different projects. Um, like another one, um, Playform. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they're. I don't are they. 
I've been using their AI, uh, their GAN mm -hmm. software. Have you seen any of their stuff? A, a little bit. I'm not completely familiar with it, though. So, like, you know, GANs where you can feed images in and they kind of process and yeah. find similarities and replicate. Yeah. Um, did you Have you seen the, the Gandinsky uh, projects I'm doing? Um, I'm not sure. Maybe. So, one of my favorite artists is Kandinsky. And I started looking at Playform and I've wanted to do a Kandinsky project for years and years. But, like, not really sure why i needed a reason and, and a, like a process and a method so i started feeding in uh, kandinsky artworks into the into the play form and i was getting these super grungy like distressed renditions of his of his work that were just beautiful to me and i i made them into my own uh, 3d style so i animated and 3d'd these Kandinsky paintings, I don't know. I just love the way they're coming out. It's just a, a, a whole new, another risk experiment that, uh, that I love. And I threw up a little voxels gallery for it. Where, where, so that's been, uh, where are these at work and where can I take a look at them? Uh, the Kandinsky one is, I'll have to send it to you. I can look it up right now if you want. Yeah. As we're talking. Yeah. Just send it to me. I'll, I'll take a look at it and I can follow along with what you're saying. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, so the, the main, the main thing that's been so much fun about it is that project is almost directly speaking to the portraits I'm doing. So I started doing the, this 3d orbiting in my portraits. So took that same type of method and started doing the Gandinsky's in the same method. Mm -hmm. So it's been super fun to actually be able to use one of my favorite artists who you know, the guy was alive a hundred years ago and never, there's no computers. And it's just like, I'm giving him a little bit of like artist love and like remixing his work mm -hmm. and feeling like he's there with me. Like every decision I make is based on if Vasali was with me in the studio, you know, I, I take, I'm very like passionate with the art. So I, whenever I would do anything that has Kandinsky's name on it, I have to like, instinctually fact check if he would be cool with it i'm i'm in on my phone in crypto voxels right now <laughs> looking at it <laughs> good luck it, it's actually gotten a lot better um like there's a whole like like uh like trackpad or whatever like you'd have like on an, on an xbox and then it's a lot easier to oh, cool. around so i yeah i love crypto voxels she's the oh i do love being able to do this on my phone yeah so in that gallery i put the original work then I put what I made next to it. So there's some reference of what it was and what it became. Gotcha. Oh, so are these NFTs up too? Yeah. Yeah. So there's video NFTs. I put those on, on open C and then the, the still ones are on super rare. Very cool. I also like your signature, by the way, it's, it's like you were trying to go for something cool and then you kind of just said, fuck it. And then, <laughs> and then I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I can't read. This isn't like say Colby. It kind of does, but it's really funny. So <laughs> the story behind that was I was I was some friends and we went to Hooters. Uh -huh. And at Hooters, you like write your name on a napkin. Uh huh. Or at least that's what they had us do. And I just literally I just had a sharpie and I just drew it out, and I just liked it. And that honest, I kept that napkin for about ten years, and then I scanned it. And I, I never tried to like draw that thing again. That's just like what it is. Right. <laughs> I like so, yeah. the description too. Who the fuck is Coldy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to figure that out. An award-winning mixed media artist. I, th I thought it said mixed martial artist for a second. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be interesting. No, it's cool. I, I like this build. I'm, I, every once in a while, I see one of them. I pop inside. The art is just interesting, especially the um, like when you create like a gift for it and it's like animated art and then you put that up as an NFT. Like that's, that's, that's yeah. really cool. I like how that you can take art nowadays and then um, add life to it in a lot of ways, make it animate, almost make the art like convey a message to you, talk back to you a little bit. It's, it's an interesting aspect of um, the whole art blockchain combination and stuff that's kind of come out of it. Yeah. And, and 
before I was working in this type of digital art, a lot of my my posters and prints, they're called lenticulars. Uh-huh. So um, what that means is it's a flat um, sheet, but there's a lens built on top so the image actually pops off of the lens mm-hmm. in 3D. So when I'm doing, when I'm creating, I'm inherently working with depth. But when you go digital, things are flat, right? We don't have the built-in like depth perception. Mm-hmm. So it forced me to try to figure out ways to give it motion, but still reference the original artwork. Right. So I'm, I'm just liking just messing around and, and, you know, there's just no rules. No, there's, there's no rules. You're, you're in the wild West on uncharted waters in terms of blockchain and especially blockchain and art. So you see a lot of interesting stuff, especially on OpenSea. Oh yeah. Yeah, then that I put these on OpenSea as a test because, you know, I've been using Super Rare pretty much exclusively, and just to understand like what you were saying about the artist commission, like Josie's doing, mm-hmm. I just like to test different platforms and feel them out. Even though I'm super happy with um, Super Rare, the community, the buyers, it's 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 great. I felt like I was kind of just living in a vacuum, right? So putting those on OpenSea, you know, different people are looking around OpenSea. And as an artist, I, I just want to know what else is out there. Yeah. Um, oh, so what's it called? A super, God damn it. Super Rare is um, very um, interesting um, compared to like OpenSea where like it's so open where anyone can post whatever and create content and art and put it up as an NFT. Uh, Super Rare is definitely a bit more exclusive. I remember talking um, definitely a while back on, on the podcast, actually, with uh, uh, Jonathan about it, um, Jonathan Perkins, and kind of talking about the art industry and everything and crypto and how, and it was a even more early back in the spring when we were having this conversation. Um, but Super Rare has definitely gotten to the point where they've had so many submissions and so many people want to be on that platform that they've gotten a little bit exclusive in some ways. Which is kind of interesting, how that audience is, has moved to that to that platform, and then when you compare it to something like OpenSea, which is just as popular, but is just like almost completely wide open. Like anyone can open up an NFT store on OpenSea. Anyone can upload an image or a GIF or whatever to OpenSea and put it up as an NFT in in a minute. It's pretty quick. Do you feel that there's? Is it hard for you to find? Um, things that are meaningful for you on OpenSea? I, I, it, it depends. Like, I feel like there's a lot of just crap <laughs> on OpenSea, but I mean, that's, I mean, people are just throwing shit out there. So, I mean, I, I can't blame them. But at the same time, also, every once in a while, you run some really cool stuff. There, there's a lot of like art that gets posted, like on additional, for example, um, and then additional, um, some of that art gets moved up to OpenSea. Um, and you get some like really cool, like some abstract art pieces and I'll, I'll like grab one of those every once in a while. But I mean, for me, it's more like when I know a project or I know, uh, that a neighborhood in crypto voxels is going to be a big deal. Or if I know that Josie's Josie's a big deal, like if she's going to put something out, that's going to be unique compared to what she usually does. That's something I'm going to buy for sure. I'm, I'm not going out and buying a a, a wand or a cheese wizard character. Like I, I really don't care too much about that. I mean, if you want to like play the game and like enjoy it, yeah, totally. But I mean, if you're investing in it and you're looking for value, I mean, I think you got to look at the value of the project or the value of the individual that's putting out that NFT. Um, and just using Josie as an example, because we've talked so much. I, she's also very popular. NFTs usually fly off OpenSea pretty quickly. Um, so like when she puts something out, that's a bit more unique and has a bit more of a story, I'll definitely try and buy something like that. Mm-hmm. Or with crypto voxels, for example, when Ben decides to release a neighborhood, if he releases a, a kitty's neighborhood, I don't, I don't care too much to buy a parcel there, but if he releases something like Frankfurt, um, or Midtown, that's got something unique to it, like higher build limits or, or bigger parcels or, or whatever it may be. Yeah. I'll probably jump in and grab something like that. 
for me, it's like, where, where's the value at? Because we're so early in the space. It's not like every single NFT is valuable. It, there's a lot of bullshit, but I mean, if you look beyond the, the vast amount of NFT, NFTs that are out there and you can figure out like who, who's like active in the space, who's got a little bit of popularity, um, who's creating real value or providing value. That, that's the stuff I like to invest in, at least when it comes to NFTs. Yeah, it'll be interesting. You're talking about the wands and what I'm really looking at is, is like the wearables yeah. for VR. Those are interesting too. I think that, what's that? Those are also interesting. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting how that whole space evolves because I, right now, you know, it seems kind of silly for me to spend five bucks on a virtual mm-hmm. shirt, but I guarantee you when there's a hundred thousand people walking around, they're all going to want to stand out. Right. So there's, there's gonna, I think that's going to be a huge market. So there's a lot of those. Rules. Yeah. I know for crypto voxels, actually, when, um, when Ben released the, 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 the names, uh, the usernames on OpenSea as NFTs, you could buy and invest in the, the username you'd want to use in world. So if I wanted to be Coldy, and then I could just register the, <laughs> I could just register Coldy, and then I could sell it on OpenSea if I wanted to. You could sell um, it to me. I could, or I could sell it to you. Um, <laughs> or I could keep it. I could be Coldy and, and confuse a lot of people. <laughs> um, but I know as soon as that came out, and a lot of us in the community are very, um, like very tight knit and know when stuff's coming out before most mm-hmm. people. Um, a, a lot of us kind of jumped on it really quickly and we had to get it pulled down um, from the auctions and everything because we were grabbing a lot of names um, just to kind of like hold them hostage and whatnot. And, yeah. Um, it, and why was that being done? Because, I mean, there's value to that. Like if, if CryptoVoxels becomes popular, Elon Musk's name is is a is a commodity. Like if, there, if, you, if you have hundreds of thousands of people um, a month, let's say, visiting CryptoVoxels, like in world walking around, potentially more than that. I mean, there's no limit to how many people, how many times you could be walking around in that environment. What you wear, what you what you bring with you into crypto voxels or whether it's just your username, all that stuff becomes very unique and is like an identifier in that environment. So at least with like the names and everything that definitely had instant value, but it also was an issue right away because it was so early that people could just hoard these, these names as NFTs. It's another issue with like the whole space too, because there's not like, a whole lot of awareness of what's going on in the NFT world. I mean, relatively compared to the general population. So if crypto voxels releases something like that, I mean, a lot of us can buy a whole bunch of them and just sit on them. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it's, it's difficult. It's, it's one of those things where you want to push a project or you want to try new things but at the same time. You're trying to be fair because there's not enough people that are aware of that. And, you don't want to have legal issues in the future and um, deal with stuff that's just negative for the space in general. But yeah, that's, that's kind of my take on it. Yeah, it's, it's um, I, yeah, I think, I mean, I, I'm definitely the same type of guy as like want to be fair, but I, I've just noticed that most people in the space are, um, you know, you just, it's investments, like you were saying, all these lands and everything else. And there's just going to be people who go full board and some are going to do really great off of those uh, picks and, and some will fizzle out just kind of like part of your overall portfolio, I suppose. It's, it's definitely interesting. We were having a conversation about um, um, the legality behind everything. Um, like what, what happens when you grab certain names as like a username or the dot ether addresses, for example, um, are, are those considered, uh, are those like under ICANN, like do, does Amazon have a claim to Amazon.ether? Like, is that the same? Like there's some issues behind that. Cause I know a lot of us own some very interesting like .ether names. Um, and they're a hot commodity because I mean, it's a lot easier than using your entire Ethereum address to, to send someone money or to have someone pay you or just to put it out there. It's a lot easier for me to put my name .ether out there, right? Or, yeah. or whatever I want it to be, coldy.ether. Um, yeah. But I mean, there's also that, like, is that going to be a legal issue? Like, is Amazon going to be pissed that someone has Amazon.ether 
simply because they couldn't get in? Like, are we going to have uh, legal issues? Is there going to be trademark um, lawsuits? Um, we've had some interesting conversations around that because I mean, it's not like a, it's not a, a domain, but at the same time, it's a similar name. And then you have to assess whether it's being used for to be sold like as an investment or if it's actually being used in the course of business or life or whatever. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting conversation too, like the whole legality aspect behind crypto just in general. Yeah. And I mean, the, the ENS names, I see them as more valuable than a .com because you, it's a payment channel mm -hmm. or, you know, it's an alias. It's also a URL. It's got a whole bunch of different uses. Yeah. It's cool that you can use a .ether to resolve like a website. And I've been like really trying to get that down. It's a little difficult. You have to use like MetaMask and, or you have to go through IPFS. It's a little bit of a process, but it'll get better in the future. Um, but it's cool because it's like an all, all in one like thing that you need to remember. It like simplifies everything. Mm -hmm. So like I could like for, for my name, I could have someone pay me anytime by sending it to my name.ether. And then um, it also takes them to my personal website and, or to my business or, or podcast or whatever. So that, that, that aspect definitely has some value to it. Um, is, is there anything that you're doing specifically, um, any, anything in the crypto art world or in crypto voxels or anything outside of that, that you want the world to be aware of? Kind of what we were talking about. I, I just keep experimenting and I would say the, the portraits and the, and the Gandinsky are my two most current, like active projects. And I would mm -hmm. just, uh, if people want to find out about that, they can go to my website, uh, coldy3d.com or, uh, look for me on super rare and, you know, even follow me on Twitter. I'm, 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 I'm most active on Twitter and that's how I find out about everything. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to connect with people, other artists, even if they, uh, you know, want to learn about, uh, crypto art, you know, shoot me a message. I love to spread the, spread the good word, but, um, yeah, I'm just trying to explore and experiment and have fun and, and meet new people like you and do cool shit. Yep. I like doing cool shit too. <laughs> Dude, really appreciate you coming on and everything. Um, having a conversation, talking about crypto voxels, crypto art, whatnot, the industry, what you're doing. Yeah. Definitely appreciate you taking the time today to do it. Yeah, thanks for having me. We'll have to do it again. Absolutely. We'll have you on again in the future for sure. Sounds good. I'll see you, I'll see you on the voxels. I'll see you on the voxels and I'll see you on the Twitter sphere. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, take it easy. All right, take it easy. See ya. All right, bye.